In part, it's the natural extension of an emerging culture of performance evaluation and accountability. Consumers have long used ratings, scorecards, and benchmarks to make decisions. From which university to attend, to which hotel to book. And now the same methodology is being applied to governance, as citizens are encouraged to become discerning policy consumers. All types of global organizations and liberal advocacy groups, meanwhile, have discovered that producing ratings can further their political and organizational goals. Many indexes are produced by groups that are advocates for the same causes they judge, and these reformers see the measures as powerful tools for shaming slackers and norm violators, and useful for standing out in the increasingly crowded field of global governance. The rise of ratings also owes to advances in computing and the availability of data. By compiling and processing open-source information, even small groups can generate indexes without conducting original research, such as labor-intensive surveys. Ratings can indeed work as designed, pressuring states to improve governance. By comparing states with their rivals and peers, the measures exert social pressure for improved policy. The International Budget Partnership's Open Budget Index, for instance, convenes regional conferences marking the publication of its biennial review of budget transparency to encourage finance ministers from neighboring countries to compare one another's performance. And the European Council on Foreign Relations attracted urgent responses to its 2012 European Foreign Policy Scorecard when it added the labels leaders and slackers to its scores on states' adherence to EU decision-making procedures and commitments. Representatives of some EU states listed as slackers, for instance, called the Council to dispute the results. States care even more about ratings that have financial consequences. As the Eurozone crisis deepened, for instance, national and EU officials lashed out at international credit rating agencies for downgrading the sovereign credit rating of some EU states, including Greece and Portugal. Georgia and Rwanda have used their most improved awards on the World Bank's Ease of Doing Business Index as centerpieces of campaigns to attract investment and to bolster domestic support for their governments. Some ratings play a direct role in public and corporate policy. International banking and financial standards, such as the Basel Accords, for instance, have long used credit ratings to measure risk and capital reserves. U.S. federal and state regulations bar some pension funds from buying low-rated investments. Indexes that measure the fragility of states are now used by international organizations and state agencies to assess risks for humanitarian emergencies and to help allocate development assistance. Corporations have incorporated governance ratings into their due diligence procedures to avoid transacting with governments at a high risk for corruption or money laundering. The Millennium Challenge Corporation, a pioneering U.S. foreign aid program, relies on up to 20 third-party indicators, including indexes produced by Freedom House and the Heritage Foundation, to assess whether candidate states have reached good governance thresholds that unlock American assistance. As ratings have grown in influence, states have begun to practice what might be called ratings diplomacy whereby they dispatch delegations to learn how the ratings are created and directly lobby rating organizations for better scores. 
Although some of this lobbying is formal and institutionalized, such as the many delegations hosted by the World Bank's Doing Business Division, much of it is ad hoc and informal. The Heritage Foundation, for example, reported that it received a visit from Bahrain's finance minister during the country's 2011 crackdown on anti-government protests in Manama. Bahrain, which had been highly rated on the Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom, wanted to assure the think tank that it would maintain its economic commitments despite its political troubles. And after their ratings were included in the Millennium Challenge Corporation's indicators, organizations such as Freedom House and the Heritage Foundation reported a sharp increase in the number of national delegations that visited them to discuss and dispute their scores. Ratings run amok. Ratings are meant to diagnose policy ills and bring about improvements. All too often, however, they produce unintended consequences that hinder analysis and worsen policy outcomes.